Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown Podcast. Thank you everyone for tuning in and supporting us each and every week. May you continue to remember, don't waste no time with negativity. Now, this show is sponsored and brought to you by Shop Downtown, which you are able to support our merch and visit the website at www.downtownworld.com. That's www.dw. Now let's get into the show. Good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown Podcast. Now, today we have a very special guest, none other than Jay Chabelle in the building today at Downtown. Don't waste no time with negativity. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Legit. It's pandemic, election year, so many things happening in 2020. How have you been dealing with that? I mean, you know, well, I, I mean, I take it like right now is just a really good time to like really dial in with family. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, been my thing is just to like spend as much time uh, with family as I possibly can, because, you know, we never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, on top of the other thing that I've really been focusing on is just production of my music, making sure that's up to par, uh, making sure that I'm, you know, handling the business side of everything, uh, becoming a little bit more familiar with like social media, uh, you know, and branding and, and, and things like that. I think that this year um, for African-American people um, has been a year that we take this and we kind of, you know, we, we're, you were used to surviving things anyway, but I think that this was one of those things where we were, you know, um, tested to see, you know, how we stand up against it. And I think a lot of people became business owners. A lot of, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of people really started looking at themselves and saying, Hey, if I can work, you know, a nine to five for somebody else and make somebody else millions, then surely I can take a chance at you know doing what i love to do you you said a whole lot and it's everything was like right on point because it's right now more than ever a lot of my friends family people around me they're like you know what it's time for me to get this bread for myself i'm getting up every day doing this doing that for this boss man what am i doing for myself so really happy to see everyone tapping into their their gifts and their talents and really making it useful for them now you mentioned your production value and the quality i guess of the sound of your music and that's something that on my side of things i'm also learning about and obviously i want to be on par with like radio quality and apple music and things like that so i have to pay attention to mics and etc so what are some of the things i guess on your end of it as an artist that kind of help you to know your production value is moving up in the way you'd like? Um, I think, I think first, you know, one of the, the first things that we have to look at is uh, when we were kids and that when we talked. 
things. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Um, what I, so basically what I was saying is that I feel like right now, you know, it's, it's, it goes back to like what, what our parents taught us as kids. And that was to listen more than we talk. Um, and like I said, it's the same thing in the music industry is that, um, you know, you have to pay attention to what's out there. Um, a lot of artists, you know, they don't want to compare themselves to anyone. But I always say you have to compare yourself to what's out there and make sure that your music is sounding um, quality to the music that's out there. Because that's the first thing that a, a DJ will overlook you for is if your mix and mastering isn't right, um, if the music doesn't sound, you know, um, well enough, you know, prepared for them to be able to transition from one song to the next song. Exactly. You know, they don't want to have to, they don't want to have to change. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm hearing you. I'm agreeing okay. with what yeah. you're speaking on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't want to have to change the volume. They don't want to have to, you know, um, add bass to it because it doesn't have enough bass. Or, exactly. Huh? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go up. You want to have... Hold on. Give me one second. No problem. I was, I'm a, what are you cooking tonight? Uh, I love steaks. food. Steaks. Yummy. I had steak for dinner. <laughs> hey. Yeah, yeah I'm making uh, steaks. Uh, some grilled corn, mm. uh, some uh, Dungeness uh, crab. Mm. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we're getting ready to watch this uh, Gucci Mane. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be on tonight. On tonight. <laughs> Who are you voting for? Um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard because, you know, I'm a Jeezy fan. Uh, I come from that, that era uh, for both of them, but um, I just think I think Gucci has more commercial records. Um, mm. So, uh, you know, just for what I, you know, that's just for what I think. Um, I don't really, you know, I, I think more to me, um, Jeezy was more of my favorite street artist. I didn't really like when he started going mainstream. I agree. So. I agree. Those those trap albums in the beginning really got me through a lot of 13 hour shift days so exactly <laughs> yeah so yeah. <laughs> facts but yeah so that's that's kind of my thing when it comes to that is just you know as an artist being able to to listen to other styles of music um listen to the way that you know the the music is structured um you know paying attention to making sure your songs aren't too long or they're not too short, you know, just so what would be too what would be um too long of a record to you? Is it like two um, minutes and thirty seconds? I think it depends on the style of record. Mm. I think if it's um if it's a, a club record or if it's something that um is supposed to be, you know, something where the hook is able just to be able to be picked up on and repeated, I think like yeah, like two minutes, thirty seconds. Because what happens then when you stay around that two-minute mark, if the hook is good, then they'll play the song again. Exactly. To be able to listen to, you know, to be able to hear it, you know, again and again. Um, but if you're, if you're telling a story or you're talking about something um, or, you know, the lyrical content is there, I think that, you know, you can push the, you know, the four-minute, you know, mark. Legit. Legit. So. Um, it makes a lot of sense because when I listen to records like um, Janae Eichel and SZA, 
I expect the tracks to be around that four to five minute mark versus a hit record that, for example, you have tracks like Money in the Grave or for example, even your new hit record that you have called Summer, those type of tracks, you can't be doing that for four or five minutes straight. So you yeah. have to know yeah. the perfect time to cut it. So exactly. Exactly. So what is what is um, something else, I guess, during COVID, you spoke on your production value, but something else that you maybe had to adjust seeing with, like, everything that's been going on in 2020? I think, um, of course, traveling has been one of the, the yeah. big things. Um, you know, a lot of places are really open yet. So um, as far as making appearances, that kind of – changes everything it, it it forces everybody to be on the social media side um also you know just um i think just dealing with people in general has changed you know um i think you, we don't get a lot of like face-to-face -face contact you know um anymore yeah. uh, you know like even now like even doing the the interviews over you know live exactly. or you know um, kind of takes away the vibe, you exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. Being in the same area um, exactly. and to work together, create right. their own, you know, their own little yeah. little vibe. So I agree. Uh, I think things that's you know that's changed. So I agree. I definitely do miss traveling, and like one of my parents is like not in the same country as me so it's been very difficult not to just pop in and out like how i'm used to and as well as like when your parents are older if you're being responsible about it you don't want to put them at risk and shit like that so it's just one of these things where i'm just hoping for the best but we'll see what happens as things start to develop and it's like with interviews obviously that's something that really bugs me but I've tried to make the best of it and become like digital as much as possible because I remember back in the day when we would see interviews, um, <laughs> classic interviews that to this day we can look back and be like, oh, I remember watching this and seeing this artist just walk in or artists have those stories to share. And then now I feel like the conversations and the stories that are shared, it's like, oh yeah, we spoke on Instagram live in, in 2020. Like, it just yeah. doesn't hit the same. It doesn't hit the same. So I definitely agree with you. If there were like some ideal artists, because I know you spoke on Gucci and Jeezy, but some artists that you just love to work with, collaborate with, or be able to like pick their brain, what are some artists that would be on that list for you? Um, I think my top artists, um, and I get a lot of arguments about this. My top artist, of course, um, is Two Chains. Um, I <laughs> They think that that two chains has found his way and his niche and his thing. Um, on top of, if you really listen to him, he says a lot of really slick um, metaphors and things. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's probably who I would want to sit down with because um, when you start to talk about like independent artists, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, is one of you know one of those pioneers. One of the best rebrands hip hop has ever seen. Exactly. And if you if you sit down and like really listen to like some of his interviews, he kind of takes you through you know the process. He's and very I, smart. Yeah, he makes it. I think he makes it more of an attainable goal yeah. um, than 
rappers, you know what I mean? Because he, he talks about, you know, um, the journey and, and how he had to put in work and how he had to do free features and how, you know, he kind of lucked up on Wayne's, you know, tour and, you know, so, I, uh, you know, kind of talk to him because um, he's open to actually talking about, you know, where it started and how he did it. Um, another artist that I'm very fond of, um, he's actually a label mate um, over at AE and his name is Fujiano. Um, he has a record right called Molly. Molly? Um, yeah. Okay. It's, it's Molly and everybody thinks that, you know, the song is about Molly, but it's actually about his baby mom and her name was Molly. So, <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. And that, you know, his grind and kind of watching him, you know, go through what he goes through. Uh, I'm really interested in more of the real, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. behind art and not like the art that just magically just kind of popped up, you know, nowhere and, you know, now they're you know, big. So. Those industry plans, for real. Because Two Chains is definitely, it's funny, like not even an hour ago, I just said like what you were saying about Two Chains and I was like, I've always respected what he's done in the industry and I don't really give a fuck what people got to say because I definitely his he went from trapping to you know to really yeah. doing this and he definitely took you on that journey and you see him build with his family and he's an entrepreneur and has like different businesses so it's definitely those are one of the people that I'm like you know what like they're actually showing you it's not just good looking videos and pictures on social media there's yep. a process to it yeah so yeah so <laughs> so cold cold summer uh-huh you're is that the newest single yeah um we got that's the that's the one that's that's really moving right now we have another one that we're that we're looking to drop um we don't know exactly when we were maybe thinking like january yeah um but it just depends on kind of how cold summer does yeah and it's been doing pretty well um like yeah. we've had a few like um instagram models kind of pick it up and yeah uh, videos to it so um it's been kind of you know vibing um we're you know talk to um it's not you know because i feel like there's a lot of fake stuff that goes on in the industry i'm probably one of those artists that's not really excited super excited about getting into the industry oh no we were talking about cold summer that's what we were yes, talking about yes um and and just kind of you know where that's going so but yeah once the video drops for cold summer um we'll be able to really kind of like gauge you know where it's going it's yes. of course it's a it's a hot strip club record um yeah. it wasn't my favorite record yeah um i didn't really like i didn't really go like crazy over it we played it in magic city when I was out in Atlanta, um, and Magic City kind of oh. just went up. They went crazy. So it was just like, okay, that's, you know, that's yeah. the one that we're going to lead with. Um, and that's going to be the, you know, the one to try to catch the wave with. Um, but we have, you know, we have several others. So. so when you're thinking about cultivating your sound as an artist, you, you want to be unique. You don't want people confusing who yeah. you are, who's playing on the radio. What would you describe your sound as, if you would describe it at all? And how um, do you, how do you want to like, I, I guess, categorize yourself, if even, 
moving forward as an artist? Well, I kind of, you know, I win um, because I have a very distinctive voice. Yes. Um, a very unique voice. So um, that's just a part of, you know, my, my gift. Um, and so I, I think I stand out that way. I really don't get into um, the sounding like anyone. Um, but, you know, I'm just going to be all the way honest. I have adapted the, uh, or adopted, I should say. Um, I have adopted the the new age sound um, with, you know, kind of the auto tunes here and there. And, um, I've always been somebody who has been able to ride the pocket um, and find, you know, find where my vocals fit and stay slick stuff. And, and um, I credit that to people like, like two chains listening and kind of figuring out how to use your voice as an instrument um, and not just, you know, not just vocals. But, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I have adopted that and I just, I don't know. I just kind of have my own wave being that I'm from the Midwest. I've lived, you know, in the South, I've lived in LA. Um, I lived in New York. So I kind of like have this mix of, um, different cultures, um, which allows me to be able to say things, yeah. um, with different accents and, you know, um, harmonies and things like that. So, no, that's really, that's, that's, that's something that can add value, as you said, to your music. And I love the fact that you're also, like, just explaining all the other aspects to you being an artist, because a lot of the times, as you're speaking on, like, earlier with the journey, a lot of young artists coming up, they look at it and they think, oh, I'm just going to record the song and just put it out and that's it. And there's so much more work than just writing a song and recording it that goes into making it a successful hit so yeah and then i mean it happens um sometimes you know you know artists are able to you know drop a song and, and put it out and it it goes viral you know that happens from time to time um but as far as just being that being the consistent thing to do um i don't think that that's you know, I don't think that that's uh, smart to just always rely on, oh, if I drop it, you know, it's going to be this because, you know, we're dealing with an industry where there are millions of people trying to get into the industry. And if your sound does not, you know, um, if, if it's not set apart from everything else, then you kind of, you know, um, can get thrown to the wayside. It's true. And, and that's a part of a part of it as well is like what is what is something you would say jay and i mean am i saying the last part of your artist name correctly is it jay chevelle yeah or, yeah okay yeah. what is like one of those things that just keeps you motivated to be an artist and continue and not give up on your passion in spite of everything that's happening because a lot of people have well i've been through i guess it's because i've been through worse um this ain't my first, you know, go around. I was, I was assigned artist before. Um, I lost the deal. So I've seen the ins and out of the industry. I've seen um, everything. And, and what I've found is that I love music so much. Um, and I love like the whole feel of just like putting records together or working with other artists that I, that I um, either manage or artists that I, um, kind of do like artist development for is like that's where I want to be I've tried everything from 
you know, being in the streets to, you know, being a plumber, uh, to working jobs, you know, different styles of thing. And the only thing that gets me going, you know, is music. So I just feel like, hey, just keep on, you know, dialing in until, you know, I think it was Will Smith that once said, I'd rather um, die on the treadmill than not try it all or something like that. And it's like, that's where I'm at with it is that I'll just keep running this treadmill and keep running this treadmill um, until, you know, until something happens, uh, whether it's me becoming like a big mainstream artist or me just getting in um, and being able to um, put what God has given me on to another artist or, you know, whatever. No, that's real talk for real. So I do have a staple question that I do love to ask everyone that comes on the show. So as you know, downtown stands for don't waste no time with negativity. And mm -hmm. what is the situation? It could be recent or it could be a very long time ago that it was definitely a negative situation, but you found a way to just rise above or remain positive or not act in the way that people might have expected you to. Um, I think losing my deal uh, back in 2014 mm -hmm. uh, was something that that was negative that could have went, you know, a whole nother way. Um, I ended up like being homeless out here in LA. I moved out here. Um, and when I lost that deal due to like, you know, rough management, yeah. um, that was one of those things where I could have, you know, flipped my wig and, you know, went crazy and, you know, um, yeah. deal with, it. um, you know, God had a, a different path for me. Um, and I was able to grow from that and eventually come to a point where I was able to put it behind me. Mm -hmm. So uh, I definitely think that that is, you know, one of those things that was a negative that I, I kind of turned into a positive. Um, ever since I could remember when I was young, I always had this slogan of my own um, that you have to hate losing more than you love winning in order to win. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that is a part of that that run, you know, is that you got to go through things and you're going to meet people and there's going to be people that steal from you. There's going to be people who talk about you. There's going to be people who, you know, don't like your music. There's going to be people who like your music, but won't tell anybody that they like your music. Yeah. There's going to, you know what I mean? There's going to be name calling. going to be, um, people are going to make up stories. Um, old stories are going to come back. You know, there's always going to be, a negative always you you can't you know um get away from that it's just about what you do with it um and you know if you be if you learn to become a person that is able to um take in the negative um and then spit back out positiveness then you know you'll grow you'll win every time facts facts i i definitely do agree wholeheartedly with that because even like myself being in my position sometimes I might see certain parts of my work duplicated or people trying to you know you know how it goes you'll hear a sound hear your same sound somewhere else someone's trying to duplicate it but instead of me going on social media and blasting and you know just feeding into all of that I just decided to keep pressing forward and I get to speak with amazing people like yourself and just know that hey, they have to have somewhere to steal something from, and this is the original yeah. sauce, so it exactly. is Exactly, that, I mean, and, and you just gotta, you know, you just keep going because, you know, 
um, McDonald's was McDonald's, and then came Burger King, and then came you know you know what I mean, like all these other these other restaurants, and it doesn't stop McDonald's from being McDonald's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I th- I feel like that's it's crazy. Like this just came to me, and I'm I'm literally gonna like write this somewhere and keep this on me. Is that so many artists right get into this this spot where they're like, well, where's my position? Where do I fit into the industry? And they go and they do everything to fit into the industry. They will spend all their money and they will, you know, um, you know, try, you know, every trick and every DM and they will, you know, try to copy and, and do whatever they can to get in. But the thing is, is that when this world was created, you know, God created us each to have our own gifts and we are supposed to be able to fit in somewhere. And if you just allow yourself to fit where you're supposed to fit, everything will be straight and you'll be successful. It, it doesn't matter who takes away from you or grabs from you because that's actually inspiration because nobody takes from nobody that's not at the top. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And everybody, um, everybody is at a top and everybody is at a bottom. There's always somebody under you and there's always somebody above you, yeah. you know? Um, and if you teach the ones that are under you and respect the ones that are above you, mm-hmm. you, you see what I'm saying? Then you always winning. Yeah. You know? Like that's the, that's the whole thing behind like this, this music thing and industry thing is to be able to, you know, pass it down, grab from up here, pass that to them. And you just keep moving up to the ladder. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Like, I hope that you guys that are listening are really soaking in these facts because that's so true. Whether the person is the janitor or the manager of the company, whatever structure you look at, you got to give respect on both levels because you never know. Yeah. 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 You, I mean, because even when you, like, even when you think about that, like when you look at the janitor, somebody might look at the janitor and be like, Oh man, he's just a janitor. He's just cleaning up, you know, but there's somebody that's looking at the janitor and being like, oh my God, I want to be that type of janitor. Like, I want to be that janitor. Like, I, I want to be just like that janitor. I want to do everything. I want to clean up. I want to, excuse me, I want to mop. I want to, you know, I want to do everything just like that janitor. Right. Um, A little bit of nerd talk. I love this show that just came out on Netflix called The Queen's Gambit. And it's about mm-hmm. like chess. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but... Um, basically this girl that became like America's number one player, or sorry, I should say woman became America's like number one player for playing chess. Like she beat the Russian, like it was a thing like back then in the day, especially because women weren't allowed to like really play chess. And she learned how to play the game from a janitor. She learned how to play the game from a janitor. Mm -hmm. And I looked at that, I'm like, wow. She became number one in like the world because she had to beat the U.S. Open, everything. And she learned her craft and that talent because she was stuck in an orphan school because, you know, her parents committed suicide from the janitor. So, as I said, you can't judge a book by, by a cover. And yeah. you've always been raised to have manners and respect to everyone, regardless yeah. of So, it can definitely it's crazy that you said nerd. Let me show you something. I think I can show it to you. I got a big nerd on my neck. 
Stop it! I love it. I see the glasses. And I got like. Hold on, hold on. Let me show you. What inspired that tat? I got Nerdo on my arm. Yo! <laughs> I got another nerd right here. What? What? <laughs> you like that's probably why we got linked together. <laughs> yeah, like I'm super nerd. So. Yeah. yeah. So what is if you would um. If you feel comfortable enough, what is a nerd thing that you're into that probably people wouldn't expect looking at? Um, I'm into, um, you know what's crazy? A lot of people don't know, um, but I, I want to get a, a sponsored um, deal with uh, with Lego. I'm really into Legos. Um, the first black man to have a deal with Lego? I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for it. Yes. Yeah, I want to... Um, well, it, it's it's crazy because what I want to do, this is this is amazing. I'm giving this to you, and if somebody's out there and y'all want to take it, I don't care because um, my point behind it. Of course, I would love to be a part of the team, but I think that we should go back and rebuild all the Black History stuff in Legos. Like they should have Lego sets mm -hmm. for Black Month um, that tell the stories of the Harriet Tubmans uh, and things like that. I you think still have time. Send them an email. February, yeah. still a little bit away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's a uh, really great concept. Yeah. Like seriously. So yeah, yep. I love I love Legos. Um, I'm a math fanatic. Uh, I love when numbers. You say math, are we talking like algebra, calculus? Um, I, I ain't one plus one equals two. Algebra in there. <laughs> I'm more into to money, into money, but um, gotcha. um <laughs> the symbolization of numbers. Yeah. Um, I get into like, you know, like the sets of, you know, sevens or the sets of fours or um, different things like that. You think differently. So what inspired those tats of nerd and nerdo and the faces? What inspired um, them? I used to... Um, so I, when I had my deal before, I went by the name Smart Guy Chevelle, um, and that kind of like my whole thing. Like I wore the glasses with no lenses, um, <laughs> and you know I did the like double dutch hairline, all of that. So that was kind of like my my thing. And I was always told that even when I was in the streets and I was hustling and doing stuff like that, I was always told that I was like the nerd of the streets because I didn't really care so much about like the violent side and the guns and all of that um, yeah. into taking my situation and what was presented to me um, and getting out of it. And I just became that type of person who would sit back and come up with many of ways to make deals and how to do this and how to gain that. And people would just always be like, oh, he's a nerd. Like he's a street nerd. So <laughs> But it, I kept it and, and went with it. Well, that's good. And you have to, like, especially when you're a part of that world and that life, like, you have to tap into something. You have yeah. to tap into something outside of that to have some sort of a escape or release or hope for some, you know? So I get it. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to, you know, I tell people this too. Um, This was something that was told to me by, and this goes back to listening. So all y'all that's watching, that feel like you know it all, you don't know it all. You don't. Um, I was in a studio with this uh, with this OG named Father, 
And um, we were talking about like the industry or whatever. And this is crazy because this was like maybe like 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Um, and he literally told me like, yo, he was like, you have to be able to be pulled out of the matrix. He said the music industry is the matrix. So um, everybody shouldn't call you by your stage name and everybody shouldn't call you by your, your government name. Um, the people that call you by your government name, those are the people who are able to snatch you out of the matrix. You know what I mean? Um, because you're going to have millions of people, Chevelle, 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 Chevelle. And it's like when you hear Jeremiah, you know, you know, oh, that's somebody who's, you know, either getting on my head or trying to tell me something that I need to, I need to listen to, to be able to pull me out of that so I don't get lost in it. And I think if more people had that instead of the groupies, then you wouldn't have um, a lot of like what's going on as far as like the, the violence and the artists dying and, you know, um, people, you know, dying from overdoses and people dying from being shot and all of this, because then you have the people that will pull you out. But, you know, we get so many yes men that just want to be, you know, a part of whatever you got going on. So then when you slip, you know, everything just slips with it. Facts, facts. It's, it's, it's very sad, like, what's happening in the hip-hop culture right now. And it's just, like, my anxiety is at an all-time high because every time I start to read a post on the internet, I feel like at the end of it, it's, you're telling me that this person's going to die or they're dead. It just feels like all the news have been negative, you know? Yep. R.A.P. to all the fallen soldiers we've lost so far. and it's just everyone's under the age of 30. I'm like, nigga, I want to grow old. <laughs> I really do. Like, hey, Scarlett, can you shake the stakes? Oh, okay. Hello. Yeah, like, y'all are playing out here. I want to live long. I, wanna, I want yeah. people to make fun of me for walking with a cane. I want to go through all of that. All of that. Yeah, yep. You know? yep. And that's, you know, but the only way to do that is to make sure that you have the right circle, you know, um, people who genuinely care about you. Um, I could say that honestly, I have a circle that they don't give a fuck, excuse my language, if I have a billion dollars or if I have five dollars, they love me the same. You know, um, if I have five dollars, they're gonna be pushing me to make ten dollars. If I have a billion dollars, they're pushing me to make another billion dollars. Um, without without going you know outside of myself they're there to be like hey you know um you know okay just because you made a billion don't mean you can go spend 10 million or you know if i if i say oh i'm gonna do what i want to do anyway i have the type of people around me that will cut me off that will stop talking to me that will you, you know what i'm saying just to people. where i need to be so yeah. i think one of the biggest things is that a lot of people just don't have the right circle, um, you know, rest in peace to King Vaughn, but you didn't have the right circle around you. You didn't. Um, and that's, you know, and that's kind of what the game comes with. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't leave, you know, just because you become this big artist, whatever beef you had in the streets doesn't die down unless you, you know, approach it um, and come face to face with it. Other than that, it's going to always be the same beef, the same problem. So. It's true. It's true. And, it's very unfortunate that young kings like King Vaughn, Pop Smoke, you know, we have to lose them like that. Mo three, you know, especially the Mo three one kind of 
hit me a little bit more than I expected because mm-hmm. um because I really love to watch the podcast with uh, Mike Tyson hot box mm-hmm. and Boosie was just on there with Mo3 and literally through watching it and I was saying to myself Mo3 really looks like a good guy to have around yeah. Boosie you know and then Mike was you know kind of trying to educate Boosie a little bit and telling him about his circle and etc cetera, etc cetera. and i jokingly looked at like was just observing the interview because that is a world that i study and do my homework and mm-hmm. i was looking at mo3 like yo he's probably so happy that mike is telling him this right now he's probably the one at the crib being like boosie you can't and boosie's like shut up little digger so yeah. <laughs> and then not even two weeks after that aired hate niggas you know so but see, but see here, see, I got I I I I am with you and agree with you hundred percent. My only issue with with Mo3 was when you somebody I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was Gilly the Kid who said it. He said, when you get blessed, right, with the opportunity to get out of the hood, right? You have you change your ways. You have to change the environment. You have I don't give a damn. They can call me a sellout. They can say oh, like he, you know, he ain't doing this no more. He, you know, uh he not, you know, he's not really what he say he is or this, that, and the fourth. But guess what? My life has been rough. I've been through it. I'm so dope. I've been in situations, I've been in shootouts, I've been the whole nine yards. Yeah. Right. And where I am right now. I love being where I am. I love being safe. I love that, you know, I'm not beefing with nobody. Um, if you want to hear my street shit, you know, you go listen to my music and you can hear yeah. where I can. But as far as me proving a point to you in the club that what I said on the record, you know what I mean, is what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I'm not for that. You know what I mean? Like if it, I'm not, I'm not scary. So if it goes there, it goes there. But you can best believe that I probably, you know what I'm saying, am going to be paying attention and watching my moves and watching how I move. And the people around me are going to be making sure that it does not escalate to something that's going to get me locked up. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I completely agree. I completely agree. I, you know, even recent, not recent, but situations happen and like people's response is like, oh, you're going to let that person disrespect you like that and you're not gonna like turn up or whatever i'm like yo i got shit to lose <laughs> like yeah yeah and when you have shit to lose you gotta think like that exactly you know what i'm saying but it'll be that all oh, you are oh, you soft or all oh, you not you ain't with the rah-rah then i'm not with the rah-rah, rah-rah. i'm with i'm with the paycheck i'm with i'm with the taking care of my kids i'm with the you know being around to see my grandkids I'm with all of that. So if that means that, you know, um, I have to move or I have to, you know, walk away from a situation and not let it escalate or I got to pull my beefs. If if I have to pull my beefs to the table and say, hey, look, let's sit down. Let's talk about this. Look, this this is why I don't like you. This is why you don't like me. Yeah. Um, we don't have to be cool. We don't have to do none of that. But look, I want to see you around. And I want to see you raise your kids and your grandkids. And I hope you want to see me around and see me raise my grandkids. Exactly. 
if you know you know what i mean and unless i've done something to you that totally violates you like if i killed you know one of your loved ones or you know or something like that then i can understand how that could that's never real beef. like that's yeah that's real beef from. but i'm not going to be beefing <laughs> yeah. with you because you took my girl or because you know you sold more dope than me on on my block and I'm offended, and my homeboy don't like your homeboy. So this is what we're going to do. It's not happening. Yeah, no. And, and thank you so much for saying that because, one, I'm very happy that we're able to be sitting here having this conversation today. Um, so blessings to you for that. Blessings to you too. More thank you. And more young people just really need to hear this talk from people like yourself, people like myself that have just been through some shit in life where it's just like, yo, <laughs> we had to really swear to God to be like, yo, I promise go to church every Sunday. Da, 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 da. If you get yeah. out of the situation. So I definitely, definitely hope that more people just want to grow old and want to live old and, and experience that part of life. It's a beautiful thing. Like, yeah. I don't want to die young. Exactly. No. Exactly. Not, you know, not without, the only way I see, you know, me dying young is that I, that I accomplished what it was that, that you were God sent me here for. Mm -hmm. And then me dying young was the result of somebody else living longer. You, you know what I mean? Like if I, for example, if I died because I took a stand or, you know, and it changed the world. Like Nipsey, Nipsey died young, and I hate that he died young, but yeah. he he opened up the minds of the entrepreneur. Changed the world. You know what I mean? He changed the world. He was a part of the stock market. Like like what? Like the stock market was talking about Nipsey, and it's like yeah. I hate. Like I said, I hate he died young. Hate, uh, but what he that's left behind he was really about to. Yeah, yeah. Get on yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he did. The, the, the crazy thing is, he he still did. He still he opened it up for people to be able to realize and be like, you know what, I can do this. I really can be the master of my own thing. I don't need a record label. I don't need you know um, all of what they say. I need to be a part of the industry. He opened up that door for people to be able to you know just like myself, just to jump in and be like, hey, we're gonna do this independently. Um, whatever comes from it, whatever God blesses me with, fine, so be it. Thank you. Um, and, you know, stop, no no greed and just go after what, you know, what my piece of the pie is. Yeah. And I just want to say, like, RIP Nip, like, that one really still to this day, like, hit me really hard because he's someone's music that I definitely fuck with. Like, in the mornings, whenever I'm doing interviews, I'm working, like, I'm playing certain artists, I'm playing Rick Ross, I'm playing Nipsey Hussle. There's certain people that I literally play to get me into the mindset of true hustler spirit, to be honest. Yeah. You know, it was, it was it, he was really, he was a real king, in my opinion. Yeah. And not just in the sense of like, oh, he's with Lauren London and shout out to her and stuff like that, but in the way he maneuvered and carried himself and dealt with his family and his thinking and crossing over and what he was trying to teach everyone when it came to Dr. Sebi and your health and just so yeah. many things, you know? So, so it really is, 
it really was a real loss for for everyone. Uh, yeah, definitely. When it comes to Jay Chevelle and what you want people to solidify with your name and to remember or know when they hear the name Jay Chevelle, what would be on that list? Um, one of one of the most common um, words ever, and that's hustler. Yeah. Um, I'm a hustler, you know, and 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 I say that in the in the most humblest way ever um that i go out and i will get it by any means necessary um for me and my family um and that's that's what i do everything is to um bring forth um income and and financial freedom so that's that's my thing i don't i don't care if it's i'll, I'll sell somebody a jar of banana pudding you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. Like, I get in the kitchen. And, you know, I get behind that that grill and be selling plates. You know, like Grandma did. Um, if I have to. Uh, so that's that's what I want people to know is that I'm a hustler and I never gave up. That I seen, I seen the ups, I seen the 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 downs, yeah. um, and I never gave up. I always was able to pick myself back up. Yeah. And. It's like you have something to live for. You have a family. Like, yeah. a lot of niggas have a whole family at home and act like they don't have nothing going on. Like, you have something to live for, Kings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but see, but see, I get it because I I haven't always been, you know, like I am now. And I, I get it. Like, yeah. it's hard when you come from. See, I think that the the main thing, um, and, and one day I'm going to, you know, make sure we have you. Um, we got a podcast coming out called Ace of Spades. Yeah. Uh, and basically what we do is, you know, the culture um, and hopefully it's after all of this is over with so we can have you in studio. But we're basically, you know, that. the culture to me, the culture game is spades. Everybody plays spades in this culture. Um, and I want to just be able to get together and play spades and and talk about, you know, the things that um, that are going on in the world. You know, whatever you got going on as far as your 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 business and things like that. But um, I feel like I really want to be able to connect with people and get people to understand that you have something to live for. You have a family. You have, I have kids. I have five kids. You know what I'm saying? My oldest is 19. My youngest is 13, you know? Um, and, you know, I got God kids. I got nieces, nephews. And it's like, I don't want to be the guy that's behind bars, you know, that the family always talks about, you know, Jay is in jail again, or Jay's, you know, he's doing this again. And it's like, nah, I, I want, I want my family to be able to strive. And like you said, I, and I, and I think I'm thankful that you call us Kings um, because that's truly what we are Kings and Queens. And until we accept that, we're going to continue to be walked over and walked on. Facts. Facts. Mm. I like you you've given so many gems and I hope like you talk in a really low and humble tone, but you you really talking that talk tonight, Jay. So I really hope that people took note from production to getting your business in order to being diverse and having interests outside of music. Like you really gave a lot of games. So thank mm -hmm. you for being so open with I appreciate me. really like having that conversation because as we said, we see a lot of the finished product and things on social media and a lot of people aren't seeing the true journey. 
You know what I mean? A lot of your favorite rappers don't take drugs no more. A lot of your favorite rappers, they don't do they don't do lean no more. They don't do none of that because they, they figured out they don't want to die young. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if there's anything yeah, yeah. you really want to take away from this conversation, it's like things like that. Like I mean, yeah, no, at the end of the day, it's it's all about being here. If you're not here, you can't do nothing. So it's like, whatever you got to do to stay here, you know, um, of course, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. But whatever you can do within that to stay, that's what you got to do. You got to you gotta be able to stay here so people can, can know you, you know what I mean? So people can understand you, so people can hear you, so your family can strive forward. Because... We are, of course, we are responsible for ourselves, but we also responsible for those who God gave us to be able to look after and care for. So it's like if you're not, you know, providing um, that that sense of security for the people that you call your loved ones. And when I say sense of security, I don't mean just like providing and things like that. But knowing that you're here is security for your family. Knowing that you're living, knowing that you're not in jail, knowing that that's security for them. Because every time somebody is taken away in our community, in our culture, that creates um, abandonment issues. Yeah, it does. And, and abandonment issues is one of the biggest things that we deal with in our culture. It is. In the home, everywhere we go, I've been guilty of it as well. Because we just have that broken home syndrome. Not exactly. that it happens for everyone, but majority of us. Yep. Yep. So. So <laughs> I just want to throw in a fun question that I kind of like to, a random question I like to just throw in there to have some fun and just kind of see a little bit more what your thinking is like. <laughs> so here's the question. If you, oh, it's a would you, would you rather question. So okay. I'm sure you're aware of the game. You have to choose one option. I give you two. Okay. <laughs> Your would you rather question for tonight is would you rather chop off a baby's foot or chop off both your thumbs? Chop off both of my thumbs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, I'm not going to, I mean, I'd rather give up, for me, I'd rather give up something that I have to save a kid or a baby. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I just feel like I can figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm not going to cut a baby's foot off. They still got to learn how to walk. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to take that from them. You know what I'm saying? In the beginning, like, just... Just put them out there with nothing. No, I've already used my hands. Um, and I'm pretty sure I've learned that I could probably use my hands without my thumb. Do you think so? Try yeah. to hold your phone right now and type without your phone, without your thumbs. That's cool. I can just do this. I'm just being I'm just being devil's advocate. <laughs> you're 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 a good guy. You're a good guy. Cause like it's gonna take a while. I mean, it's gonna take a while for me to, to text, but I mean, it's going to take that baby a little bit longer to learn how to walk without legs. You're really nice because 98% of the people that I ask that question, they're like, chop out that baby's foot. 
that maybe doesn't know what life is with two feet. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, figure that's, it out. That's, that's, that's dirty. And plus, I don't want to have to be the one to carry that baby around when that baby is an adult. You don't know the baby. Oh, see, you didn't say that. Even still, I don't want to be the one to have to feel the guilt when that baby, you know, can't run <laughs> and track. That baby can't play basketball. That baby can't do any any fun dancing. I don't want to be that guy. I hear you. I hear you. You're making me feel bad, but I hear you. <laughs> I want to give you just one more, and then I will let you go. So... I like to kind of ask this one as well to see where your head is at. So if you were given the option to be known for curing world hunger mm -hmm. or you get 500 M's one time, which would you choose? Um, can I feed, can I feed the world with the 500 million? You can do whatever you want with your 500 mil, but either you're going to be known for, <laughs> um, you, would, I think you I, would, you would cure world hunger and be known for it, or you get 500 mil one time. I, well, I think it's, it's, it's weird because I'd rather, I'd rather have the 500 million and, and cure, um, hunger, um, but not be known for it. Hmm. Why? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be known for it. How come? I just don't want the. I don't want the position of that. Like I, I'd rather just do it, um, and it it be done, and people not know just because like I I don't I don't want to do anything for clout or for you know um, can't think of the word that I'm trying to find, but I just don't want to be that guy where it's like oh he, he I mean he cured hunger like it's like no that's what you're supposed to do if you get the chance to do it like i don't think nobody anybody should get like the hero reward for that you know mm. Mm. i see what you're saying i never heard it that way but that is a very interesting perspective but i i totally like get what you're saying no that yeah, makes I, sense. I feel like we live in a time where everybody you know, wants to be known, you know, for what they do. It's like, mm. like feeding the homeless. Like I don't, I don't turn my phone on, you know, when I feed the homeless. Now, um, if it's something like, I don't know, it has to be something that like, you know, I'm doing to inspire somebody else. But as far as like, just me wanting to be like, Hey, look at me, I'm feeding the homeless. It's like, just feed them and, and move on, you know? So, it, I mean, I, I, it's so many things that's wrong with, I agree. you know, wanting to be the, the guy that's known for that. Like, who cares? You fed them. Now they're they're not hungry anymore for that day or whatever. Facts. Facts. Yeah. So, what, is there anything, um, last words that you would like to share with everyone? Where can everyone find you, hit you up? Uh, Where can we listen oh. to your music? Well, well I'm everywhere. Um, I'm on all the uh, platforms. It's Jay Chevelle, J-A-Y-C-H-E-V-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, like the car is spelt. Um, the number one on um, Instagram and Twitter. But if you just Google Jay Chevelle, you know, it'll pop up everywhere. Um, 
and as far as like just last things, you know, to say is just, you know, just be safe out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, make sure that, you know, for all you men, kings, uh, make sure that you take care of your family and that you're protecting your family. Uh, this is not any time to, we're living in a time where it's not the time to be soft, no. uh, soft-spoken, stand up, um, get back to your roots. I'm, I'm not racist at all. Um, so what I'm about to say, you know, if you out there, you take it how you want to take it, but don't take it the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, is that, you know, let's start getting back to our women. Um, mm. you know, black. Um, let's start getting back to our women right now. Um, I don't care what you do, you know, in the next, you know, 20, 30 years, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I just, right now is a time where you need to protect your woman, you know, um, cause they're going to protect theirs. Um, if you, if you get into an argument with a Caucasian woman right now, you know, you're going to jail. The level of, of jail is going to be different for you. The, the, the process is going to be different. So, um, we have that same approach and standard when it comes to our women that we are not going to stand for any disrespect. Um, if you want to know what I will go to war for, what I will pull my guns out for, uh, is my people. Um, I, the, it's the youth and the women um, time for us to stand up and make sure that that happens I agree thank you so much Jay Chevelle everyone this has been the conversations you never get to hear with Jay Chevelle with downtown yeah. don't waste no time with negativity and I'm hoping you all have an amazing week and you Listen and re-listen and listen again and stream his music and support because yeah. us kings and queens, we have to support each other. So thank you so much, Jay, for the opportunity. Right, <laughs> it was an honor. All right, you too. Downtown. Downtown, hey.